0: Hey, hello. This is Correct Opinions on Wrestling.
1: The only one. The only correct opinion on wrestling. If you
0: disagree with us, you're just wrong. And we talk about AEW. we watch that. we watch some New Japan. And sometimes we'll have opinions on WWE.
1: But we're not watching that trash. I don't watch that
0: trash, but you know what? I feel like we've given them so much money over the years.
1: Oh my god, I know. Three WrestleManias in a row. A Royal Rumble. Two paybacks.
0: I've... I've paid my way to have an opinion on that garbage
1: absolutely we're entitled
0: yeah so tonight we'll be talking about aew dynamite that was on the 27th special night on thursday night and uh let's get into it i'm melissa by the way
1: and i'm george george and melissa
0: that's us now if we're going to talk about dynamite on thursday i think we should start with the most important thing There was a crowd.
1: There was a crowd.
0: There was a crowd, and I was kind of shocked, because I thought they would be more distanced.
1: So, in the lead-up to this, you know, you had Tony Khan, to his credit, going on Twitter and uh, saying how any orders that broke the pod system that they had in place for social distancing were going to be canceled. Uh, They said they were going to actively monitor this and act accordingly. And, you know, to his credit, I mean, I believed it. That's not really how it came across on TV. How do you know? What do you mean?
0: How do you know that people were messing with it? How do you know those people didn't know each other?
1: I I don't know that. I don't know. But even if you look at... (laughs) Even if you look at in the crowd, you know, you had like six here six there the distance between clusters didn't seem to be adequate to me hmm. that was my problem it wasn't so much the groupings but the spacing between the groupings
0: yeah i don't know i just uh i understand they're only at 10% and it's an open air place but i was just kind of shocked how close they were but also shocked that everyone everyone was wearing their mask so that's True. good so we'll see how that pans out. Um, now we have Jericho come out on commentary. Mhm,
1: mhm.
0: It was good to hear the crowd singing along.
1: To, to, to some Fozzy, Fozzy slaps.
0: Fucking Fozzy.
1: Fozzy slaps, uh. and Judas is just a good song. It's not even a good Ooh. wrestling song. Judas is a banger. No. I'll hear, I'll, I won't hear another word against it.
0: Oh my god. But it was still fun to hear the crowd sing it. And the delight on Jericho's little face.
1: He was so happy. You know, for a heel, you know, oh. y- you could just tell. You could just tell he was giddy. That so. bastard.
0: And then we started out with the tag team gauntlet.
1: Yes, the tag gauntlet. You had uh Natural Nightmares, Young Bucks. Best friends and FTR for a shot at a title shot at the tag team titles at All Out.
0: Yes. And we started out with Young Bucks in mm-hmm. The Natural Nightmares with Allie at the side of the ring. And you brought this up earlier, and I was just wondering, too, like, are they ever going to explain why she left the Butcher and the Balloon?
1: I hope that they do. Did I miss that? You, you didn't miss it. They never explained it. Um... The first time she came out with QT Marshall, you know, eons ago in the, in, I think it was the before times, before the uh, the hell plague we're living through. Actually, was it before that? I think so. I don't
0: it remember. might have been right before. It doesn't matter. It, it, it doesn't. It was Nothing. like on dark or something. It don't
1: matter. None of this matters. It doesn't
0: matter. But,
1: yeah, like, they never actually explained it. She just kind of brushed it off every time the uh, commentators would would ask her about it.
0: They asked her about it?
1: Yeah, a few times at that that first match where she came out with him. But since then, nothing. So I'm really hoping that down the line there's, like, some good, strong, long-term booking here. Uh, Because otherwise, this kind of reeks of the same kind of thing I would shit on WWE about. I mean,
0: I don't know. I don't give that much of a shit about it. I just want, like, one sentence answer. Just give me, like, a one sentence why she's not with him. One line of
1: dialogue, you know? Give me a line
0: of dialogue.
1: And and to be fair to AEW, she definitely fits more as some balding dude's midlife crisis uh, than, you know, the evil kind of whatever they were trying to do with Butcher and Blade. It did not fit. It was like sorority Halloween party. Oh. Damn. So, <laughs> any hoozle
0: Well, like, one thing I wrote down from this match is, like, the first match with the Young Bucks in Natural Nightmares, it wasn't a lot of high-diving stuff. It was a lot of, like, mat work. But I thought it was, like, strange how they were, like, barely kicking out of things.
1: Right, right. There were so
0: many near falls, and I'm pretty sure the Natural Nightmares won twice. Because, <laughs> like... The Young Bucks didn't kick out, but it's like, I don't know, whatever, I guess.
1: They love to do that in AEW. There's a lot of, a lot of late kickouts.
0: Well, these were like not even, they were like post three, but uh, doesn't matter. None of this matters. But here's something I want to say that is going to be mean. I don't like being mean. You I'm, love being mean. I'm not being a bully. I'm
1: married to you. You love being mean. You love being a bully. I'm not trying to be a
0: bully, but I'm just going to say it. QT Marshall, mm. why do I give a fuck?
1: Well, personally, I give a fuck, and I'm invested in his progress because he and I share a common uh, common attribute.
0: Bald asshole. Exactly. A bunch of bald assholes that got to stick together. But he got, he got plugs, so he's not even... He's a traitor. To your kind.
1: Ooh, well, <laughs> up against the wall with QT Marshall. <laughs>
0: I'm not, I don't understand why he gets so much airtime and why he gets such special treatment.
1: Cause he's Cody's friend.
0: I mean, I guess. I don't, I'm not into it. I'm not happy about it. I don't think so, anyone's anyway, it. QT gets pinned. Of course. Uh, Did anyone
1: think, I'm sorry, did anyone think for a second that the Natural Nightmares were going to win that?
0: No, but I do want to say this. I don't care about QT, but Dustin Rhodes is a goddamn legend.
1: He's an asset. He's an asset to that company, and honestly, I don't know why he's lingering away and wasted in an angle with QT Marshall in his (laughs) midlife crisis alley. He deserves better.
0: Dustin Rhodes... When they had the tournament for the TNT belt, I wanted Dustin to win.
1: I, I did too, but I was we all pulling.
0: knew. I know, but I was pulling for fucking Dustin.
1: Cody's fucking cosplay legend. belt.
0: Yeah, Dustin's a fucking legend. He's great. Everything he does is great. In this match, he pulled out some gold dust. He did. Feeling himself. Yes. Love it. I love everything he does. He's great. So they lose. And then we got Young Bucks... Right into it. Young Bucks versus Best Friends.
1: And I just want to make a point here. I love Jericho on commentary. I think when his his little chicken nugget body eventually (gasps) breaks down and fails him for the last time, I think that producer plus commentary is going to be a great place for the greatest of all time to end up on.
0: Did you just call him a chicken nugget? I
1: did. And in our private discussions, I know you have said that many a time.
0: How so dare why, you? So why are
1: you fronting like you've How never said that?
0: dare you? <laughs> what the fuck?
1: Anyway.
0: You can't say that shit.
1: You say it
0: 20 times a day. Never in my life. I can't even. Oh, my God. I'm going to hell. But, probably, but... You piece of shit.
1: I'm, I'm not arguing that. However, what I am arguing is that I love Jericho on commentary. He's an asset to that company in any role they stick him in. But why is Jericho a heel? Nonetheless, ostensibly a heel. Best Friends comes out. He says, Best Friends. And then... Who said number two tag ranking? Someone. Someone at that commentary table made the point that they're the number two ranked tag team in AEW. And Jericho says, yeah, they're number two, all right. Seconds later, he says he has a newfound respect for them over the past few weeks.
0: I think you're thinking too hard about it.
1: Now, part of that's just Jericho being Jericho, and I can appreciate that. But, that's such a quick turnaround.
0: You're overthinking it. Anyways. Jericho says whatever he wants.
1: He does, and I'm fine with that. He
0: says whatever he wants.
1: So best friends, Young Bucks. What do yeah. you got to say about this?
0: Well in this one, then it became more of a high flying match. There's definitely a lot of crazy shit Nick Jackson was doing. Um but let's just get right to the fucking revelation. Hangman comes out.
1: Hangman
0: grabs Nick's legs, I believe.
1: Not only does he grab his legs, he grabs them like a small boy clinging to his mother saying, Mom! He has
0: <laughs> yeah, such a sad look on his face. He grabs Nick's legs, distracts Matt, Matt gets rolled up by Trent. Fucking best friends win. Hangman's a traitor. Nick and Matt are shocked. He's I'm shocked. Fucking making his way up the ramp to the side door like a fucking lost, sad puppy. I feel so, like
1: like he's so sad. I feel bad for him.
0: He's a bastard. The, the, he's a bastard man.
1: I, the, now, to be fair, I'm more invested in Hangman than I am the Young Bucks at this point. I'm gonna say it. Mm. I'm gonna say it because there are so many great tag teams in AEW, but. Their single stars are, I, I mean, they're good. What they have are good, but they're limited. So, And mm-hmm. I feel like Hangman could He's be... a tag team chant. For right now. But let's be honest. Hangman and Kenny, they're two future single stars put together What's in a tag team. God, I hope so.
0: Yeah. All right. So, they moosy their way on out. Yeah. It's time to get to the final match of the gauntlet.
1: With the... Beefy boys, beefy, beefy boys, boys. <laughs> FTR, the FTR beefy boys
0: with Tolly. No, oh, I can't forget Versus about best friends. I was supposed to say we're calling them beefy boys, but I mean that in a nice way. That's a compliment, right?
1: No, no, that that's uh, that's a uh,
0: ladies like those kind of beefy boys. Ladies are into that.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: they're those kind of beefy boys.
1: So am I, minus the uh, the muscle. <laughs>
0: So uh, you know, it's a it's an FTR match. <laughs> it, it, yeah, yeah,
1: not a lot of excitement. I mean.
0: I mean, since this is our first recording we're doing like people don't know who we like and don't like, but I personally am not into FTR. Uh, I've seen a couple good matches, but this whole gimmick they have of like this is how wrestling's supposed to be. And it can't be any other way. It just sounds pretentious to me.
1: It's good in a heel way. But, but they
0: really feel that way.
1: It, but I don't see them setting themselves up as heels. I think they're trying to be like tweeners. Like, oh well, yeah, we're bad guys. But... I guess. I
0: they're guess not we'll like see.
1: pure villains.
0: I think they're gonna be. Eh, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I just don't like any wrestling gimmick that's all like, oh, it's only it can only be this way. I don't know. I'm not into it.
1: You know, it, it, and so much of pro wrestling now is, you know, the meta, right? The, uh, the behind-the-scenes mm. happenings. And I'm pulling for them just because of their um, their bitter disputes with WWE in the past and how they've landed. Um, they're, they're a prime example of how you can be successful outside of, you know, the playground of a senile 70-something-year-old man. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm pulling for them in that aspect, but compared to the rest of the talent on the tag roster, not so much. There's like 10 teams I'd like to see be tag champs before them.
0: Well, I don't know if that's going to happen. No. But uh, I'm just not into that whole wrestling should be the way it was 50 years ago. Because mm-hmm. it's just like... Wrestling is whatever sells tickets. Correct. Like, let's be honest. Like, shit changes. All forms of entertainment change. So when you have someone coming in and being like, yeah, it's only supposed to be this way. And if you don't do it this way, you're a piece of shit. Not into it. And it's all uh-huh. like, "Oh, we follow the rules, boss. <laughs> there was just... a sign. Follow <laughs> there was. It said follow the rules.
1: FTR stands for follow the rules. And you know what? They should use that because then they'd be the biggest heels on the roster.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. So weird end- finish.
1: Are we getting to the finish or do you have more? Oh, to- I'm, getting,
0: I'm getting right to the finish. Okay. Um, Dax makes Chuck tap. Chuck hurt his leg in the earlier match.
1: And we know this, we know it was a weird kind of finish because commentary was kind of caught off guard.
0: They were talking over the finish. You
1: know, Jericho was saying how they, they, they tricked him. They, they tricked the commentary table because he got injured, I guess. I, I don't know, but you could tell something was off. They did the best they could. What are Uh, you
0: talking about? What do you think happened? What do you mean? All I know is commentary was talking over the finish. I don't know what, what you're implying.
1: I, I think they realized that he hurt himself. Oh, you
0: think he's really hurt?
1: Kind of, yeah. Maybe. Or they were worried that he was really hurt. So they I just kind of rushed anymore. to it.
0: I don't know what to work and what isn't. So, maybe. Maybe. But or anyway. maybe they just weren't paying attention and they were talking over the ending.
1: Either one is likely. So,
0: so FTR is going to face Paige and Omega. Oh, at uh, all out.
1: I think this is the end of. Um, they never got a name, but uh, one name I've heard is Cowboy Bebop, which
0: that's pretty cute.
1: I'm fine with. That's so pretty cute. I think this is the end of Cowboy Bebop.
0: I hope so because I was never actually into it. I feel like the tag belt should be on an actual tag team. I I don't know. Maybe I've been traumatized by WWE. We both have. And just years of them just putting random people together because they don't know what to do with them and calling it a tag team. So when I see the tag belts on a tag team that's not a real tag team, I'm just not into it. I don't like it. I think it's time to move on. It's time for Kenny to be Evil Kenny. Yes. And rule AEW, please.
1: Because I'm sorry. Please. I, I mean, tag champ I was glad when he became the tag champ because those two guys really got the short end of the stick in in the initial building of AEW. But I was really glad to see them kind of transition to, you know, having some kind of gold around their waists. Um, And also because I just didn't like SCU.
0: Oh, no. I
1: mean, I've come around to, you know... No. Flea dad, Christopher Daniels, you know. I
0: fucking love Christopher Daniels. I, I've come around to him
1: in an ironic way, but... No,
0: he's really great.
1: As tag champs, I just didn't get it. And I still wouldn't get it. And I still don't get trying to make those other two into single stars. But...
0: I'm all about Christopher Daniels. I don't really care about the other two. (laughs)
1: Exactly. Of the three, Christopher Daniels is the most entertaining.
0: He's cool as fuck. I don't even care. The first, well, I didn't know about SCU until AEW. Right. So when he comes out with his little jacket and goggles and microphone, I thought, what the fuck is this? I could barely look at it. It's just I was so embarrassed for him. And you know what? I've come around, and I fucking love it now.
1: His gimmick is red hot chili peppers.
0: (laughs) I fucking love it. He's great. And his wrestling's great. He's entertaining.
1: He is a good wrestler.
0: He's great. I love it. So, next we have a video from Darby.
1: Jumping off a bridge, wearing a uh, Ricky Starks mask.
0: He has tacks in his back. He's wearing a creepy Ricky Starks mask. And uh, so we get a little bit of that. I love his videos. I think they're great. And then after that, we have a match between... I can't read my notes.
1: Lance Archer and Sean Mal- Maluta. Maluta? Maluta. <laughs> Maluta.
0: Apparently this is his AEW debut.
1: <laughs> Make a note here real quick. Uh, Sean Maluta is actually the uh, nephew of... Uh, is it Alpha? I
0: don't fucking know.
1: Well, basically, uh, he is related to the Samoan dynasty from WWE, which makes you wonder, how did they let him get away? How did they let him show up on AEW? You would think they'd be throwing money just to keep him off the air. But here we are.
0: I don't know what is doing with that anymore. I don't yeah, know if they're neither. grabbing people up the way they used to.
1: So he is actually related, you know, to to the Rock, Roman Reigns, Rikishi, etc. But here he is on AEW to job to Lance Archer.
0: And why uh, not? Who gives a shit who he's related to? That's I, how I feel about it.
1: So Lance comes out. He beats up, uh, as Jericho puts it, the young boys.
0: The young boys.
1: The young boys oh, hanging like around that. ringside. Uh, he beats them up and, and Jake really comes out and I know being a schlub is his thing oh. but Jake really is looking especially schlub like today. He really has a thing that reminded me tonight of um, Carl from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Like you can you can kind of see it if they ever Why do a, are you
0: going hard for the way people look. I, I'm
1: just saying like because it's 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 television.
0: Yeah, but it's Jake the Snake. What do you
1: want? I love no. I love it. Uh, this thing. isn't this isn't knocking on him. I think it's perfect for the gimmick. I'm just saying if they ever do a live action Aquatine Hunger Force, he's a shoe in for Carl. Aww.
0: I don't support this. <laughs> I don't support this. Make it fun of the way people look. The opinions. I'm just gonna put that out there the right now. The opinions
1: are my own.
0: It's, he does not represent how I feel about anything.
1: This organization.
0: Jesus. So. But there was one thing that creeped me out. Lance is beating on this guy, and Jake the Snake's got that creepy grin on his face, and Jr. says he looks orgasmic.
1: Just as he's, like, jerking off a bottle or something, like... What? He had, like, right before Jr. said that, there was a shot, it was a close-up of Jake, with a big, shit-eating grin on his face, and he's got a water bottle that he's, like, squeezing...
0: Yeah, he wasn't jerking at all. It
1: looked like he was. It looked like he was, like,
0: squeezing. You're an idiot, and I hate you already.
1: Well.
0: Let's move on. Here we go. Here's what I want to say about Lance.
1: Rewatch it.
0: Uh, No. We got Lance. Here's what I want to say about Lance. Get some new fucking music. No. I won't make fun of the way people look, but that music. Oh, that's fucking sub-2005 emo and then he lip syncs to it. I'll Everybody f- dies.
1: I'll say this. It's Ugh. it's it's no fuzzy. However, Ugh. it works. It's one of those things like like Cody's music and I think it's better than Cody's music. I don't know. Where it it definitely slaps as a wrestling entrance.
0: Ew, stop using the fucking word slap. Slap it,
1: slap it, slap it.
0: Nobody says that. People say it. No, you say Tell it. Tell us if you
1: say it in the comments below.
0: <laughs> and then fucking <laughs> never listen to my show or comment again because I want you gone.
1: We want your business. Don't no. listen to her.
0: Anyway, he ends a match with a blackout, which I gotta say is a fantastic move. Mm-hmm. I love it. It looks scary. I love it. And then he does a thing where he looks like he's gonna pin, but then he pulls his head up and smashes his head on the mat. I love that. I love moves where. It looks devastating, but nobody's actually being hurt. Big fan of it. Love it. Match ends. And then we go to commercial break. We come back. Jake's just in the ring talking. Talking about how Lance is going to kill everybody. No, no,
1: no. He's going to pluck them. No, that's later. later. (laughs)
0: That's later. He talks about how he's going to kill everyone in the battle royale. And I say royale. I don't say royal.
1: Battle royale with cheese.
0: And... He's talking. Music hits. Out comes Taz, Cage, and Ricky Starks. Team Taz. And they come out. Taz is trying to say stuff. Jake the Snake just keeps interrupting him. Saying things like, put your boys in chicken suits because they're going to get plucked.
1: Pluck, (laughs) pluck, pluck. And Taz is saying how uh, he's trying to keep this calm. And Jake is saying... We don't have time for that. We don't have time for you to be a gentleman. <laughs> Which I loved. I mean, it makes for good television. I
0: didn't right? like how kept interrupting Taz. I want to hear what Taz has to fucking say. Nah. I always want to hear what Taz has to say. And then... That gets interrupted. Darby! Darby comes out. He skates in. And how cute is he?
1: I just want to say... There's a, um... There's a new Tony Hawk game coming out... Soon. And... It's going to be pretty good based on the demo... I would love it if Darby Allen made an appearance.
0: That'd be cool. Let's hope that happens. Anyway. Darby's great. He looks super cute skating in.
1: Zooming down. He oh went very fast.
0: Yes. And I gotta say, if I was in middle school... Oh, baby. Darby Allen was my type in middle school, let me tell you that. Gross. I would have been in love with God, Darby. God, how'd
1: you end up with this?
0: <laughs> no <you> chicken <We're>... nugget? <laughs>
1: That, that's me, folks. We're, we're, we're married, and I'm a uh, chicken nugget, apparently. You know what? I'll take it. Me and Chris Jericho, a couple of chicken nuggets.
0: Any Darby comes in, starts beating on Ricky, smacks him out of his shoes, which I think is fantastic. And they fight into the back. They do. And we cut away to MJF coming down the hall with his neck brace and his walker.
1: Bumbling down the hall.
0: With his entourage.
1: And that's very short, and then we get to the promo. Wait,
0: wait, wait. There's something that happens before the promo. Because we need to talk about how they're advertising the women's title match.
1: That's what I'm talking about. We cut right from that to the promo. Oh,
0: that promo.
1: For the women's title match. Now, I have have a lot of problems with this.
0: I have so much anger about this.
1: Thunder Rosa versus Sheeta. You would think, okay, the forbidden portal that Jericho spoke of was opened. Granted, it's not between the two I'd like to be seen to be open. The uh, New Japan and AEW crossover. But it's a forbidden portal. You've got NWA, AEW, Champ versus Champ. Only one belt is on the line. But still, Champ versus Champ. You would think contract signing, you would think historic promotional you could justify Tony Khan making an appearance at that. I would think. Yeah. They don't get that. No. What they do get is two minutes, maybe, of um
0: Billy Corgan talking.
1: Billy Corgan!
0: Audio. Over, Billy Corgan audio.
1: Yeah, voiceover, Billy Corgan, no in-ring time, no promo,
0: capped off
1: with a contract signing with a shitter in the background. <laughs> you can see the toilet in the background. <laughs>
0: you can see the toilet.
1: And here's... But
0: here's the bathroom. <laughs>
1: and here's what drives me crazy. Did no one in production... This isn't a small-time <laughs> outfit.
0: <This laughs> Shut the bathroom door? <laughs>
1: Put a curtain over it. Put a, You know, did nobody in production ever think, hey, let's throw up a wall with the AEW logo behind this shitter to make it obvious, to make it less obvious that this isn't a bathroom. No.
0: Wait, what you're saying doesn't make sense. Oh Yeah, I mean, like they had like tiny clips of the two saying stuff. But no actual promo with them talking about the match. No promo of them talking, like, saying things to each other. Just a sad-ass contract signing. And I'm just gonna full-on say it. AEW hates the women's division. They fucking hate the women's division. They do not try. It's pathetic. The women's division, and I don't want to go on a whole rant because I feel like I can go, I've go, i gone on about this for a long time. There's so many things that piss me off about AEW's women's division. And I won't go down the full rabbit hole, but I also want to mention, we have this whole women's tag tournament. Woo. There's a fucking winners last week. They win this giant, like, fucking seven-foot trophy. What did that even mean?
1: Now, let me let me play devil's advocate.
0: No, let me say something. I need to elaborate. Fucking, they win. The next Dynamite, nothing from them. No follow-up. No Dasha coming up to them behind the scenes and being like, are you guys even still a fucking tag team? No follow-up. AEW wants you to forget about this because they don't give a fuck about it.
1: To be fair... The trophy didn't look like a uterus. So already... Plus one. They're, they're plus one ahead of anything the other company has been doing with promoting women.
0: Mm. Uh, in gonna... sense of
1: trophy design. Um,
0: I'm...
1: When it comes to trophy design... Who well, cares
0: about trophy design? No. The WWE actually has some things going on in their women's division. You're
1: not wrong. But the trophy... They advantage AEW. However, here's what happened. This whole stupid thing, and it wasn't stupid on the face of it. It was a good way to get women on TV and kind of build up a division that.
0: No women on TV. It was on YouTube. Right. So I'll be right there.
1: Right. So number one, they didn't put it on the actual show.
0: So that's already them saying we don't we don't really care about number this. two it didn't even make it on
1: dark. It didn't even make it on dark. Absolutely. It didn't make it on dark, it didn't make it on the show. So this whole thing is clearly a vehicle for Brandy Rhodes, aka, Stephanie McMahon mm. on steroids. No. Oh, it's 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 oh, it's worse no. than that. I don't
0: know if I'm ready to say that. I'm ready to
1: say it. I'm not. You're ready to say it. You've said it to me in private.
0: Here we go. What I said in, in private. I don't know why you're bringing up what I said in private. What I said in private was for the heels thing.
1: Oh, that Brandy thing. has
0: like this thing where she'll fucking talk about the business, and I'm all I'm saying is if it was between her and Stephanie talking about the business, I'd rather hear from Stephanie. Because she actually has experience in the business. That's how I compared them.
1: Brandy goes on TV. And first of all, this whole heels thing is ridiculous. You won't even put your women's tag showcase on the actual television cable show for a national audience. But you sure will charge people $50 a year. For what? Like makeup tutorials? And,
0: and Oh, you know what? I feel like we should keep going because I'm not ready to talk about it. Well, EOS. no. I'm not I'm not
1: crapping on, on, on makeup tutorials. There's a lot of that on YouTube. No,
0: that's not even what you want to talk about. I'm just talking about this is such a deep rabbit hole. So, okay. Let I'll me be g- ranting about this for an hour. Let's
1: cut to the chase then. This whole thing got scrubbed. This whole tag team, you know, the deadly draw, right? Got scrubbed the second that it became apparent that the internet was going to revolt if Brandy and Allie won. So as soon as it became apparent that they could not possibly let Allie and Brandy win, they decided the whole thing didn't matter. And proof of that is when you see who did win, no mention. No mention on the actual television show for a national audience.
0: Yeah, that's how I feel about it. It's like, do I know for sure... That Brandy was supposed to win? I don't know for sure, but the way this has been handled sure as hell makes it look that way. Absolutely. So if that's not true, prove me wrong. What the hell is going on with Ivelisse and Diamante? No, we can't even have Dasha interviewing them in the back for 30 seconds.
1: We're going to pretend this tag team thing didn't happen until Brandy Rhodes finds the next vehicle she can use to push herself. That's what this is.
0: Prove us wrong, Brandy. She won't. Proof us wrong. Where the hell were we? So, yeah, anyway, the the Sheeta Thunder Rosa thing should be a big deal. AEW has told me that it's not.
1: Shows exactly what they think of this women's title match, shows exactly what they think of the women's division. Later on, we see really what they think of the women's division.
0: We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Because next is the best part of the whole show.
1: Best part of the show.
0: MJF comes out. He's got his entourage. He's got his lawyer. He's got his token woman. <laughs>
1: so, that poor woman.
0: Like I you know <laughs> I want to see her
1: put MJF through a through a table at this point.
0: Ooh, I hope that happens. So he comes out with his entourage. He's got his walker. He's he's got his neck brace he's all hurt from the paradigm shift
1: and I have to say nice little touch with MJF the walker has tennis balls on the back end of it yeah you would think someone who's so rich would have you know a bit more of a, a, a classy what? baller walker than
0: what the hell would be on it what's classier than a tennis ball a golden tennis ball
1: exactly
0: What the hell? I don't know what you're talking about so he comes in for the contract signing. They got the whole ring set up with the with the table and the chairs. And Moxie comes in through the side door. Kind of goes through the crowd a little bit, but not too much.
1: Social distancing.
0: And they talk about how he's the number one wrestler in the PWI 500.
1: And good for him.
0: He fucking deserves it.
1: And you know, even Jericho, the man who lost the AEW title to Moxie, says that he misses this because it's just such a sight. Like, the, the energy that you see in this short little segment... Oh, I miss
0: seeing Moxa come out with the crowd.
1: Yeah, like, he, yeah. he misses it. You know, you haven't seen this in five months. And, yeah, and it's it legitimately great. amazing to see.
0: He's fantastic. So the... S-
1: so, oh, go ahead. so the lawyer runs his mouth about banning the uh, paradigm shift. Mm,
0: mm-hmm. And
1: I just want to say... I'm not trying to be a booker. I personally feel I think I know how they're trying to book this leading towards all out. But however this shakes out, one thing that has to happen. The lawyer needs to get his ass kicked. Because at this point, I think that lawyer might be a bigger heel than MJF.
0: Well, I'm sure he's going to get his ass kicked because, I mean, we'll get to that. You jumped ahead. MJF
1: signs well, the contract. No,
0: well, 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 let's let's back up because I want to say something about MJF. He is such a fuck. And when he does these promos and he talks shit on people, it is so devastating. Like when he was saying mean stuff to John Moxley, it was hurting my feelings. <laughs> my tummy hurt. Oh no. When he was making fun of Moxley, I felt like he was making fun of me. I didn't like it. He made fun of his hairline.
1: Why should you be insulted? He I'm said the one to shit about him his
0: wife. Oh. He fucking oh. he said that MJF said he would win because he's an actual wrestler, and said that Moxley was just like implied he's just a hardcore trash fighter, and my goddamn feelings were hurt.
1: So, right. So he gets to that. But so, first he signs the contract.
0: Oh, okay. Well, fine. He signed the contract that he wrote.
1: And he says that he's not an animal, so he won't attack during this signing.
0: Mm-hmm. And then he
1: proceeds to crack on the hairline of John Moxley. They trade insults. Mm-hmm. Moxley says, hey, MJF will get there with the receding hairline. He just has to get to puberty first.
0: He just has to get. He has to get
1: to the <laughs> puberty first.
0: Well, so after that, MJF insults him. Nice well, little bit here. With Moxley talking?
1: With, with MJF. I, and I, I don't mean to keep interrupting you. Uh, Mike, I like the bit about where MJF says that Mike Tyson said he wouldn't want to be in an alley with uh, John Moxley. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember if that little bit actually made it on Dynamite when they were doing the whole uh, Mike Tyson thing. But regardless, I'm not sure I believe Tyson watches this product.
0: You just took my joke. But it's. T- I said that when we were watching it. I said, I find it hard to believe Mike Tyson actually watched the show.
1: So we're in agreement. But it's still a <laughs> you compliment.
0: Took my fucking joke. <laughs> you piece of shit. I said that and you wrote it down. You're like, ooh, I'm taking that. Oh, I'm gonna
1: I'm a have that. <laughs> you
0: piece of shit. That's what I said. Anywho, we get to Moxley's turn to talk. And it was really good because he has to sign his contract saying he won't use the paradigm shift. And what Moxley says is, you're taking away my paradigm shift. That means I'm going to have to get creative. Correct. And I was like, that's scary. That's good. And he ends it with saying, doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't matter what I sign. You're a dead man. And it Whoa. was actually scary.
1: Whoa.
0: It was scary.
1: A mention of death. On a mainstream, national, United States wrestling broadcast. What a concept.
0: Oh, I didn't even get that from it. I didn't even think about that.
1: I, I mean... I just thought it was a good line. You, you've got... A, a, I mean, compared to the other company where you can't even do the thing where you raise the arm during a chokehold. Because that implies they might be dying. Really? Yeah, that's an actual thing. That's why they don't do that spot anymore.
0: But they still have people choke each other. Right. But they just don't check to see if they're still alive. Correct. (laughs) Okay. That makes a lot of fucking sense. And and I just want
1: to make a point that I really appreciated MJF's promo here. It was really effective. I liked Mm. when he said that they're not going to be in a dark alley. They're going to be in a ring. And he is a prodigy. (laughs) And he compared his ring precision to that,
0: don't knock on the microphone, Stan.
1: Ah, right. <laughs> Tell him new at this. He compared his own ring precision, that the, the, oh, precision, to that of a brain surgeon. I thought that was effective, especially for a heel. And he said he wasn't going to be lured outside for a brawl. And then another thing that MJF did that I thought was extremely heelish, because I hate it when people do this. He dropped names. He dropped influences. He said that Mox likes Sandman and New Jack. I love New Jack. That's supposed to make me not like him?
0: Why are you letting there be dead silence?
1: I don't know, because you're giving me the eye.
0: Because you're going to every goddamn sentence of it. I'm ready to move on.
1: One lot. <laughs> ah. La-
0: Fucking get through it if you're going to fucking recap. Let's go.
1: Basically, I hate name dropping and MJF name dropped like a son of a bitch. Then he says that Mox isn't man enough to drop the paradigm shift from their match. And so he should tell Renee Young, his quote, hot little wife, unquote, that he's single. So the lawyer yells when Mox stands up to fight him. And Mox calls him a dickwad. Which should have gotten the pop of the night. And I don't know how it didn't. Maybe it's just me who views the lawyer as being more of a heel than MJF at this point. Nothing? Nothing to say? (laughs) Nothing to say? I already
0: already did Mike recap. I'm ready to move on.
1: Well, that's what I got.
0: So, Moxley signs the contract. The whole entourage starts laughing at him like he's some kind of idiot for signing away the paradigm shift and he informs them he uh liked what he added on page 17 and mjf says there was only 16 pages but no you should read things before you sign them because he added on page 17 that he gets a tune up match with the lawyer next week on dynamite and if the lawyer doesn't show up mjf doesn't get his match at all out Fantastic, great lawyer shitting himself. It's hilarious. Moxley's the greatest.
1: I have nothing to add to that except this is how you protect someone on their way out. My view is that they're absolutely going to drop the title to MJF. (gasps) Stop booking. I'm not booking, but I see it coming. It's time for a reset. They're doing it with the TNT title. Put they're doing it with the tag titles women's title doesn't matter so they're not I don't know what's going to happen with that but that's where they're headed with this but this is how you protect someone on the way out you give us a show you give a comeuppance you give some revenge and it's going to be great I'm really looking forward to this match next week
0: I can't tell who I want to win I think MJF's great but I think Moxley is the greatest I fucking love Moxley. I don't want to see him lose the belt. No booking.
1: So no booking. (laughs) But in terms of losing the belt, I can see where having him sign away a paradigm shift kind of protects him. Cause there's always gonna be that asterisk next to this win. It's like
0: Well we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. We'll see what happens next Saturday.
1: Next Saturday.
0: So after that, we get Santana and Ortiz.
1: What an effective promo. It's a minute thirty. A minute and thirty seconds, maybe.
0: You time that? Yes. Oh, yeah. and right, I also wanna say I love Santana and Ortiz. I love Santana and Ortiz. Everything they do is great. As far as I'm concerned, they could do room wrong. Love them!
1: And it's really weird because, you know, for as tough as they are, they're really kind of booked like chumps.
0: I know, that makes it kind of sad. But, but they still come out cool somehow.
1: They do. They come out like the Usos think they are.
0: Oh, we're gonna go there with it?
1: The Usos are just boneless... Santana and Ortiz.
0: Yeah, I feel like the reason we're comparing them is because when we still watch WWE, the Usos were doing this penitentiary thing, and I was supposed to believe that they were tough, and it always made me laugh. And I feel like Santana and Ortiz actually seem tough. And funny. And they're hilarious. It's like, what team can do that?
1: I can be intimidating and I can slip and slide in orange juice.
0: Oh my god, they're so great.
1: Get you a tag team that can do both.
0: So basically, they're just talking to best friends about trashing Sue's van. Pretty much setting up a match with best friends for next week's Dynamite.
1: And I just want to say the best friends want an apology for trashing Sue's van. And this masterful bit of healing. Proud and powerful. They're sorry. They're just sorry that Sue wasn't in the van when they trashed it.
0: Not Sue.
1: Holy (laughs) shit. I thought MJF's hot little wife line was going to be the healing of the night.
0: Healing. Is that a verb?
1: It is now. Wow, a minute and thirty—such effective, such effective work.
0: Well, then we start getting into the downhill of the night. So next we have what I call a clusterfuck match. Mm -hmm. I feel like this is another way that WWE has traumatized me because when we used to watch it, every single RAW had like these fucking eight-man, ten-man, twelve-man tag team matches. And I don't think you should ever have more than, like, six people involved, ever. Because I just don't think matches with lots of people are ever very good. So we have... Do you want to say? They have, okay. We have Lucha Brothers. Who I think, side note, are the actual best tag team in the world. Not the Young Bucks and FTR. The Lucha Brothers are the best tag team in the world. So we have them... Butcher and the Blade, with Eddie Kingston, fucking cool ass, tough ass Eddie Kingston. Love that signing. Versus, uh, oh, we've got <laughs> we got Griff Garrison. Woof. We got Brian Pillman Jr., who I want to say has a lot of potential. I'm looking forward to them maybe doing something with him. Well,
1: he you know, I don't know about you know, his potential, I don't know. His mullet's potential, limitless.
0: Oh hell yeah, that mullet. He just seems like a good old boy. I feel like they need a good old boy character in there. And then wait, who's with them?
1: Griff Garrison.
0: <laughs> no, it was the other
1: Joey Janella. Sunny oh Kiss.
0: my god, how can I forget?
1: Cause this was a forgettable match. It, it was. was okay.
0: which makes me so sad because I fucking love Sony and Joey. I fucking love the Lucha Brothers. I love Eddie Kingston. That's what makes this Clusterfuck match so sad. Because what was the point of this?
1: Let me go on about this a little bit.
0: Alright, explain to me what the point of this match was.
1: There was no point. See, this match was okay. I didn't hate it. This match would have been a fantastic main event for AEW Dark. Because quite frankly... AEW Dark needs more actual non-squash matches between people who are actually signed to the company. I liked most of the people in this match, but I hate clusterfuck matches for the most part. And this thing just reeked of time filler house show stuff. And what really gets me... Well, let's get through the mechanics of the match real quick. It's a bunch of back and forth. It's not bad ring work but what's the point? Pillman eats the pin by Pentagon. Eddie comes in. He says that one of the five of them are going to win the match for the Battle Royale to get an AEW championship shot. That was the whole point of the match. That could have been the entire thing. That promo that Eddie gave at the beginning could have worked that in and that could have been sufficient. And what really irritates me is that they used this match to fill 10, 15 minutes. I didn't time it, but it sure felt like that much time. So many things got cut short. We've already covered Thunder Rosa, Sheeta match should have been a whole in-ring thing. Billy Corgan should have come out. I, I know, but given, the, <laughs> given what they were going for here, the whole interpromotional nature, he should have come out. Tony Khan should have come out. The champ should have come out. The other champ should have come out. It should have been a whole thing. They didn't do it. Why not? So that we could get this clusterfuck match?
0: Yeah. It would have been just as effective if Eddie Kingston just came out and said it. Because he's so fucking great on the mic. This whole match was... Actually, I just feel like this would have been great on Dark.
1: It would have been a great main event. I don't
0: know why it wasn't on Dark. Um. So yeah, I wasn't feeling it. There was some good stuff in that match, though, because like everything the Lucha Brothers do is fantastic. And I gotta say, I love to see how Sonny's doing in matches because they're taking him seriously. Sonny looks great, loving it.
1: They're only taking him so seriously. Who did he job? Who who did Sonny and Joey Janela job to on uh on Dark? They
0: didn't job. They job. But they, they lost to the Hybrid 2. That's
1: a jobbing.
0: No. Anytime you
1: anyone who loses to the Hybrid Two, they're jobbing.
0: No, I mean I don't think the Hybrid Two is bad. I think they're really good, but I was just surprised that Sonny and Joey lost to them because I thought they were like building them up to be real contenders.
1: In a world full of incredible tag teams, the Hybrid Two. Are on the ass bottom.
0: No, they're not. Underneath the... No, underneath, they're extremely talented. Yeah,
1: but character-wise, which oh. is like 80% of wrestling, they're sub the initiative.
0: Oh, but I don't know about that. I don't know about that. We're just going to have to agree to disagree. I guess we are. On that. Any hoozle?
1: Are you ready for the recap of the Cody Squash?
0: Yep, they recap... Brody beating Cody.
1: Love
0: it. I... Thank you. Thank you. Please. Yes, thank you. More.
1: I'm at a point where I want Cody Rhodes and (laughs) Brandy Rhodes off my fucking television. (laughs) They are pointless.
0: No, no. You're being too mean. You're being too mean. At this
1: point, if anything is going to run this wonderful promotion into the ground, it's going to be... Brandy, and Cody Rhodes because their egos are the size of God.
0: Oh, I feel like you're being too mean. But am I wrong? His opinions do not reflect the opinions of You think of I'm this being network.
1: mean? But, <laughs> <this network. laughs> but am I wrong? I mean... I'm sorry.
0: I mean, I just look at the women's division and I get fucking livid. So I'm not going to 100% disagree with you. I do feel like you're being mean. I
1: am being mean, and I'm going to continue being mean. I don't like it. I'm going to be a brat about this. Moving
0: on. Dark Order comes out. You got the whole Dark Order.
1: They come out with a coffin.
0: You got Uno. You got Grayson. You got Colt. You got two, three, five.
1: All the other ones we can't remember.
0: (laughs) They come out with a coffin. But also, lawnmowers. And, uh...
1: I'm pissed.
0: I found that pretty strange, because they talk about how, with their winnings, Brody bought six lawnmowers, and I was like, have they mentioned this anywhere other than BTE?
1: So I'm pissed off about this. I'm pissed off about this, because for the... When Dark Order debuted...
0: What aren't you pissed about?
1: I'm pissed about a lot of things, But when, <laughs> when they debuted, they were a joke. They were basically the putty patrol.
0: Putties.
1: They were basically coming out every week going... They finally get to a place where they're a threat. Last week solidified them as... If not the threat, then a threat. Right? And again, I was so glad to see them destroy Cody and his little fucking in-group. These are supposed to be the heels. I was loving it. But... Regardless, they were established as being dangerous. So what did they do this week? This week they come out and they cut a comedy promo about some BTE shit.
0: Oh with
1: you know no. with lawn mowers and
0: You know, I'm not as mad about this as you I'm not mad. I just thought it was odd that they just assume people watch BTE.
1: Right, no, and, and and I just think the vibe they give about Dark Order last week on the national television show versus the vibe they give on BTE, the YouTube, you know, extra goofing around content show, it, it's like so... The, the, the dissonance is just amazing. It's like two entirely different factions.
0: I do have to say, though, that on BTE... Dark Order is the funniest damn thing on there. They are hilarious on there. John Silver. Chef's kiss. That dude's hilarious. I'm not mad about this. I don't mind a little comedy. I still thought Brody Lee did a promo in the ring. And he still came off as scary.
1: He's a monster.
0: But I just thought it was odd that they brought in jokes from BTE onto Dynamite with no explanation. Like even the commentary team didn't get it. They're not think, watching I think, BTE. I think it was Jericho. I'm not sure which one, but somebody was like, and there's lawnmowers for some reason. So if, like the commentary team doesn't even get it, I, I don't agree. know. I just thought it was weird. Pick
1: a direction. You know, pick a direction. BTE is one thing. I know there's a lot of viewers. I'm entertained when I watch BTE, but you have to keep the direction on the national television show consistent.
0: I guess. I guess you make the rules.
1: I do. <laughs> So they, they bring out this coffin and they open it up. Inside the coffin, you've got Ten doing some bad Cody cosplay. And I just want to say, years of WWE booking really made me think that it was possible that somehow it was going to be Cody at the end. Maybe he put some makeup on his bad tattoos.
0: I don't know how the hell you saw that.
1: I I don't know. You I know, think it, he
0: must be a simpleton.
1: I, I, I'm absolutely a simpleton.
0: Because... The guy's body shape is completely different. Than well,
1: yours. I, you know, it was just one of those things. If that, if I thought about it for a minute, I probably could have figured it out.
0: Well, that's just your goddamn. That's problem, how I live my that? life.
1: So then oh, Brody Lord. Lee comes out after the comedy promo with uh, Anna J, great addition, and they all high five all the you know the Putty Patrol high fives while uh, Evil Uno plays the uh, the hype man. And Brody Lee gets uh, Tony into the ring to do a promo.
0: Tony Schiavone. Yes,
1: Brody gets a great promo. He puts himself where he should have been, where he debuted, instead of being a Vince McMahon uh, satire character. He decla- I wasn't mad at that. He declares the open challenge over. He says there's no more air time for these indie wrestling geeks. The order starts chanting, "You deserve it," and Brody shuts him up. He gives props to Anna J. Again, calls her the Queen Slayer because she kicked um Brandy Rhodes' ass. Again, is she supposed to be a heel? Because anyone who kicks Brandy Rhodes' ass and gets her off my fucking television.
0: Oh, you're being too mean again.
1: That person Bring is in. a mega baby face. <laughs> okay. That person is a. Like, when she smiles, her little teeth just shine with a glimmer. What That's the, the, the level of face that she's at for getting her off my fucking television.
0: fucking weird.
1: So then here come uh, Dustin and QT Marshall.
0: Again, out. Dustin.
1: Love, love him. them. Great. Can do
0: no wrong, as far as I'm concerned. QT! Mm. Fuck off. Then out comes Scorpio Sky. <laughs> Don't care. And he then... gets
1: taken down.
0: Oh, here hell.
1: I'll say it, because I know oh, you don't hell. have the life to do it. I can't. Here comes Matt Cardona. <laughs>
0: no. Zach Ryder. No. So here we
1: go. They. Oh. <laughs> I just love the roller coaster nature of this. Dark Order at the premiere of AEW. Total joke. They save it. Bring back Brody Lee. Bring it up. Play Brody Lee as a Vince McMahon, uh, uh, you know, parody character of some kind. Kind of falling down. Kind of funny. Legitimately entertaining. Not Not a threat, though. Absolute destruction last week. Bring it way back up. Here comes Matt Cardona. They suck the life out of a hot angle. With another one of Cody's friends. No,
0: they I didn't suck the they, life they, I, out The air
1: left. Because who has interest? Who wants to see Matt Cardona versus Brody Lee? And I guarantee you that's the match we get it all out.
0: Oh, you're being too mean again.
1: I'm not being mean. I'm being honest. Being who wants mean. to see that? No one wants to see that fucking match. No one wants to see that match. And if you do, you're an idiot. No. This is, I'm sorry. This is. That's mean. This is correct opinions about wrestling. Correct opinions on wrestling. And if you want to see Matt Cardona fuck around in the ring with Brody <laughs> Lee in a match for the TNT title that just stopped being Cody's little fucking cosplay belt.
0: No, you're being too mean. You
1: have an incorrect opinion about wrestling. So keep listening to this podcast because you His might learn something. His opinions do
0: not reflect the opinions of this station.
1: Well, if you're mad about that opinion, wait till we get to the next segment.
0: Well, first I want to say one what? last thing about the last thing <laughs> with Anna J.
1: Great, Anna J. Yes.
0: Great, J.R. Calling her Jezebel. Yeah, no, yeah. I can't. That creeps me out. Okay. Don't call women Jezebel. It's all right when JR that, does it no, because it brings creepy. a little flavor.
1: It brings a little attitude no, era flavor. It's
0: creepy. Like when
1: like when the whole angle where, you know, Terry turned on Gold Dust.
0: What? That wasn't it? It's what you turned on the Hardy Boys, you fool.
1: Whatever it was.
0: Plus and, and, old. And JR's this, like, what a is little attitude. bitch. This is twenty twenty.
1: Ah, I'm sick of that excuse.
0: Excuse that's what year it is. This is this is I'm professional sick of that wrestling. Of the year that I we don't, live in. I don't
1: care if professional wrestling, you know, isn't up to hey, the woke standards hey, of the day.
0: I'm not talking about woke. Who the fuck talk about woke? Is All it? I'm saying is me personally. Okay. I'm not speaking for anyone else. Her this thoughts do not opinion. represent
1: this organization.
0: Calling people a Jezebel is creepy. To me. To her. This is my goddamn opinion. Well, I don't
1: know what that opinion's doing on correct opinions about <laughs> wrestling, but. You've
0: uh... had a fucking ignorant opinion this whole show. <laughs> All I'm saying is I'd rather not hear the word Jezebel because it creeps me out.
1: Alright. And I say JR's a national treasure. He can do it anyway.
0: When did I say JR isn't a <laughs> national treasure? He did. You're me? How can he talk? He's a treasure. I'm just saying Jezebel is creepy. Don't like it. I would prefer he stop saying Jezebel. Just call her
1: a bitch and be done with it.
0: No, oh, I don't know about that either. Yeah. No.
1: God, I'm be I I got to be careful. <sighs> they're gonna they're gonna. This is our first episode, and they're gonna pull the podium out.
0: I'm gonna fucking cancel your ass. <laughs> so next we have Dasha.
1: I just want to say real quick. Oh I just wanna say Lord, quick. what? Anna J is a great signing for the Dark Order. The Dark Order needs more female. Um, members.
0: And we'll get to that later. We didn't get to that just yet? We're getting to it in chronological order. Okay. This is why I fucking took notes. Next, Dasha finds Hangman at the bar uh. backstage.
1: Oh, goodness.
0: Hangman doesn't even get to talk. Because oh. the Young Bucks come in. They're fucking yelling at him, rightfully so. Uh. He ruined their shit. The Revelation of the Night. Hangman is out of the elite. The young bucks storm out. They slam the door. And on the back of the door is a broken mirror. And Hangman looks at his broken reflection in the mirror with his sad little face. What's going on with the storyline? I'll tell you what's, what's going
1: Something on. Something's happening. Uh, Hangman looked into that mirror and he wondered. What have I become? Yes. Now that I've betrayed. No
0: <laughs> No
1: It's the lyrics to Judas. Get that slur <laughs> Turn into a storyline out of here. Oh, and how it's slapped. <laughs> Here's the thing. Why? And I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna just say it. I'm gonna make a prediction. And it's not gonna be a popular one. It's not a sexy prediction. But I'm gonna make it. Mm-hmm. A year, two years from now,
0: mm.
1: Hangman Adam Page, mm. former high school teacher from my home state, Virginia, saint, he's gonna be a bigger star than the Young Bucks.
0: Yeah, probably. All right, <laughs> moving on. I do love the Young Bucks, though. I'm not shitting on them. You are
1: in this feud. I'm pulling for Hangman, which doesn't make any sense because. Hangman's been an asshole Hangman's been a drunk Hangman's been a piece of shit And yet In the inevitable feud I'm pulling for Hangman Adam Page
0: Oh yeah I wonder why you'd be pulling for another piece of shit That's a real fucking
1: Uh,
0: mystery uh, (laughs) Ew Alright Next we have the fucking Disaster of the night Woof We have a three versus one This is what they say if Women's Swole, wrestling. Quit. If Swole versus Britt Baker, Rebel, and Penelope Ford, but Britt is in a wheelchair and Kip's out there too.
1: I just want to say this Britt Baker, Penelope Ford, absolute stars.
0: Fucking stars. Yeah, when I'm shitting on this, I'm not shitting on. I think Swole could be a big star too. Sure. I'm not shitting on the female wrestlers.
1: When when Big Swole calls Britt Baker a heffa,
0: oh my god, it's great. Oh,
1: I I light up.
0: I that's why it makes me so sad too, because I feel like the lead up to Swole versus Britt Baker has been good.
1: It's been it's been I've I'm gonna been say into it, it for it is the women's division equivalent of Austin McMahon. Like the stuff they were doing,
0: oh, I was see what some you're old saying.
1: school. Attitude era. I mean, when she like goes fucking out there, Hayden
0: Vince with a bedpan.
1: Yeah, yeah yo, coming know, out when she's in her little Pope mobile or whatever the fuck.
0: Dumping trash. Dumping
1: trash in, yeah, beating her ass.
0: Fun.
1: It's fun. It's great. Yeah. You see this bitch get her comeuppance. Ooh. And 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 I don't Ooh. use that as a gender term. I use Uh-oh. it. As, oh, whoa,
0: whoa, whoa. I'm canceling your ass. I'm done. Your You didn't make it to the first show (laughs) First show everyone
1: It's been nice knowing you But no like you see the heel Just absolute Vile heel just get Taken into a literal dumpster And dumped in That's good television that's great You have this badass come in Kick her ass it's great They undid this with this match
0: I don't know what the fuck This is supposed to be there was like a weird botch with Ugh. Penelope and Swole and Jericho tried to play it off by saying Penelope was scared by the ring bell. I don't. Understand. I don't know what that was. I don't
1: understand because you know these women can wrestle.
0: Yeah, we know, know Swole,
1: Britt, Ford. I don't. I don't know about Reba. I don't know much about Reba Rebel. Rebel. I don't know much about Rebel. But, you know, I'm sure she's at least competent.
0: Well, I don't know. She was trying to climb up to the top rope and was like, is this, I don't know if this is real or if this is her character, but I was scared somebody was going to get hurt. She, like, could not get to the top rope. I was genuinely scared someone was going to get hurt. I didn't like it. I'll tell
1: you what got hurt. Penelope? The women's division.
0: Yeah, then... When the ref's distracted, Rebel takes one of Britt's crutches and hits Penelope. Did so
1: she hit her or poker?
0: No, Britt was poking people, but then Rebel took the crutch and went to hit Swole. And then she ducked and she hit Penelope. And so Penelope eats the pin. And I'm just so fucking confused by this because it's. Penelope's a star. Penelope could be a star right now.
1: Penelope could be the Alexa Bliss of AEW.
0: Penelope's great. She looks great. She's entertaining wrestling. I don't know. I this whole thing, it was a couple minutes long. I think I don't remember Oof. how long it was. It was like maybe 3 minutes.
1: It was embarrassing. It it's was just an embarrassing sad 3 to minutes to me
0: that it's like this is all they, this is like the only storyline they've had for the women's division. And it's like, you get three minutes of shit.
1: I feel like it was a great buildup for this storyline. I was invested in this storyline until tonight. After tonight, not only am I not invested in this storyline, I'm not invested in the women's division. Uh, at, at, if this is the level, if this is the level of planning and booking. That they're going to put into the women's division. I would rather them just go the New Japan route. And not fucking have one. And I know that sucks to say. That
0: hurts my soul. I
1: I know that. And there's a lot of great talent in that division. And I know western audiences expect a women's division. But you know what? If this is what they're going to do with it. You might as well not have one.
0: Okay again. I don't want to go down this rabbit hole. Because I feel like I could go on for two hours. About why I'm so fucking livid livid about this this women's division you know when the show first started the women's division didn't have much going on and i thought oh they're just starting out they'll make it better but they have shown me they do not care because if they can have great storylines and great characters for the men's division what is the difference with the women's division You do the same thing, but with the women. I don't know what...
1: Here's the difference. (sighs) Difference is, you had EVP, Kenny Omega, involved in booking the women's division. And you know what? In the build-up, in the initial build-up for AEW, it was great. Riho was a star. She was great. Yuka. Everybody loved Yuka. What happened?
0: (laughs) What point are you kidding?
1: My, my, my point, asshole... Rihel
0: versus Nyla. Great. Great match. Those were amazing. I fucking love that.
1: So my point is... I believe, and I have no way of proving this... I believe the plan always was to steal the Joshi talent from Japan. And the second that New Japan bought Stardom... And that was off the table... I believe, personally, Kenny lost interest... And the women's division has been in limbo ever since.
0: I'll say there's a good chance you're talking out of your ass.
1: It's possible, but
0: that's what it looks I, like, though.
1: But I also think that's, what it looks that's like. true. And I not was... uh, it, it doesn't look like I'm talking out of my ass. It looks like that's what's happening, right? Just to clarify,
0: <laughs> it looks like both
1: both okay at the same
0: goddamn Th- time. Things
1: can be two things. Look at that.
0: I'm sorry, but they know how to fucking make storylines. They know how to make people care. And if it's not happening in the women's division, it's because they're actively not trying. Because they know how to do it. Again, let's stop now before I get on the rabbit hole. But I gotta say, I'm fucking livid.
1: If they're not gonna do something with it, if they're not even gonna fucking try...
0: You know what, you used to say that, and it made me feel so sad, and it hurt my feelings. It's so sad to me, the idea of not having a women's division. But... I'm starting to come around to this idea of just not even fucking bothering.
1: And it is sad because you know what? There are good women wrestlers on this roster. I've well, into
0: a lot of them.
1: They have. And absolutely. Like, there are people on this roster that could be legitimate stars. Yeah. But they don't even give a shit. Or if they do give a shit, they can book a good segment. They can book Swole and, you know, Britt Baker in the Popemobile. Mm-hmm. They can do that, but they can't keep it consistent. They can do that, but then, you know, however many weeks later, a month later, whatever, we get this. Two weeks before All Out, this is what we get.
0: And I'm just annoyed, too, because I feel like they're giving women, like, three minutes on Dynamite. Three minutes. Because maybe the women aren't bringing in the ratings or whatever. But whose fault is that? You haven't given the audience fucking one damn reason to care.
1: And you're telling me that an eight-man clusterfuck match, throwaway, is bringing in the ratings, is bringing in the money?
0: I don't know. I don't know. Let's move on. We're almost done.
1: Almost done. We're Keep almost with done this. with
0: this. Oh yeah, so yeah, that was a three-minute match. Penelope takes the pin, and then afterwards. These la- Afterwards, instead of Swole attacking Brit or whatever, she's just dancing in He's the ring dancing. for like a minute and a half. I I don't understand. The the the,
1: the, the, the baby face is a fucking moron. <gasps> and that's not a knock on Swole. I, Big Swole's whole thing is great.
0: Oh my god.
1: But the way this is booked, it is booked to make the baby face look like a complete idiot. And that's not fair because you know what? Swole has been booked pretty smart until now. Swole has outsmarted Britt Baker at a a legitimate dentist. At every, (laughs) as she's fond of reminding you, at every angle, she has been outsmarted. And here, she's not, they book it where Big Swole's not smart enough to kick Britt Baker's ass in a wheelchair While Penelope Ford and Kip Sabian are out of commission. You're telling me she can't take Rebel? Rebel has been portrayed as an incompetent assistant. And she can't take her? Instead, she just dances.
0: Let's move on. She just dances. Let's move on. For like
1: three minutes, she just dances. No, it
0: wasn't that long. It was as long as the match. No. It wasn't that long. Could you imagine
1: imagine Stone Cold Steve Austin... (laughs) Just dancing in the ring. I'd like to. What?
0: I'd like to. I
1: I would like to see that too. But could you imagine him just dancing in the ring for three minutes while McMahon is just laying there squirming about? No. I don't know. I'm mad about that. It makes no sense. All
0: right. Shut your hole. We're moving on. All right. So then we have Stu, Uno, and Anna Jay come out to recruit Taya Conte. I love this. 100%. Again, she could be a star. I think she could be a star. I think she's fantastic. She looks great. She wrestles tough. She's got an MMA background. She could be a star. Let her be a star. Booker is a star, please. So she's in the dark order now, I guess.
1: This is a good angle. This is a good angle where, I, I don't know. This shows they can do it. This shows they can get a good, interesting angle started up. In the women's division.
0: There's no reason they can't. There's no reason. You booked the women's division the same as the men's. I don't understand what the disconnect is. Well i it's, it's the same goddamn thing.
1: I don't know. Maybe they can find a way to hitch Brandy's fucking wagon to the yeah. dark order.
0: Alright, so after that we got Sammy coming out during the commercial break to do his little signs.
1: I love his signs. Why is there another commercial?
0: Well, that's not even the bad part. So during this he's got the signs during the commercial. Then Matt comes out, Matt Hardy, for their tables match. They have another commercial break one and a half minutes later.
1: i want to make a point here. The match starts, and watching the recap, this match starts. The main event starts with eight minutes and change left to the end of the broadcast. Not even the end of the match, because there's a clusterfuck at the end. This actual match starts with 8 minutes and change. We start with a nasty toss of Sammy going outside the ring. It was an impressive visual. But within less than a minute of the start of the match, again, 8 minutes, less than a minute, we're back to picture in picture. Our first viewing, we did not get to see probably 60-70% of this match. During the break, you see all the great action. During the break, in a small little picture-in-picture window, you see Matt gets on the table. He's already bleeding. Am I calling this right? I
0: guess. I mean, Matt's bleeding out of the mouth, out of the mouth a little bit, but he's on the table outside. Sammy gets up into the ring. He does a flip at the table. Matt rolls off. Sammy hits the table.
1: Woof. A piece
0: head. of the table flies up, cuts the side of his head. He's bleeding. Very cool. If
1: only we could see it. Yeah, because it this the, happened. It
0: was on the goddamn picture in picture.
1: You're going to put that... This is like if during that Cody Rhodes cage match, Cody did his big moonsault during the commercial.
0: Yeah, I don't understand. I don't like it. I'm not happy about it.
1: We come back, finally, after that, after the table spot where Sammy gets cut open. We come back, and we've got four minutes and 30 seconds left on the clock.
0: So, Matt sets up Sammy on a table on the outside, goes to do an elbow.
1: Great shot.
0: Goes to, hits hard. I was instantly sure Matt Hardy hurt himself.
1: Great visual Looks amazing. I gotta say though,
0: this is where we differ in what we like from wrestling because you like some fucking gore and whatnot. Yes, I do not like to see people get actually hurt. It makes me sick. Wrestling isn't about people actually getting hurt. It's about making it look like people actually get hurt. People were actually getting hurt. And this is why I'm so mad about this.
1: I'm mad because, you know what? I agree with you. I don't know that they should be doing a match. Here's the thing this match should have been on All Out. This match should have been about 10, 15 minutes longer. No fucking commercial breaks. It should have been on All Out. Because this match could have been fantastic.
0: I think it's so good. It just, like, I feel like if you're going to be putting wrestlers' health. At risk like this. Don't do it on free TV. Doing such dangerous spots.
1: Put it on your Wrestlemania. Because all out is. Let's be honest. Their Wrestlemania.
0: I'm just mad that like people are getting hurt. And it's like well. Back to commercial. After a minute and a half. And then. So. Matt gets. Goes to climb to the top rope. He kind of like falls off. Because he seems like he's hurt. Sammy grabs him. Oh. I forgot parts of this. Matt pulls out a table. That says deleted.
1: Wait, wait, wait. We're not even there yet.
0: What? What did I miss?
1: We come back from commercial. Four minutes and thirty seconds left on the clock. Sammy gets dropped hard by Matt. Matt goes for a table, lands on his elbow. I think this is what you're talking about.
0: I already mentioned. Great it.
1: visual. Next, Matt takes Sammy, puts his. Head between a chair, a folding chair, oh, yeah, and land a twist of fate with Sammy's head in a chair. This is amazing. This is the kind of thing I want to see on a pay-per-view. And they're giving it away. Not only are they giving it away on free TV, which I'm not going to complain about, but they're just fucking it up by putting commercials every which way. Why would you not have this?
0: This was after the commercial, wasn't it?
1: It was, but why are you not having this match commercial-free? It doesn't make sense.
0: I don't know. So Matt goes under the ring. He pulls out a table that he spray-painted, deleted on. He sets it up in the middle of the ring with a folding chair underneath the table. Yes. Creepy. Creepy. Don't like it. Matt goes to climb to the top rope Because Sammy's on the table, waiting to go through. Matt stumbles, as if he's hurt. I don't know if he really is, or if he isn't. Sammy takes advantage of this, grabs him, puts him through the table with the folding chair underneath. Terrifying. As soon as he went through, the ref was checking on him. And then, this...
1: That's it.
0: Whole dangerous match, I think is disrespected by Orange Cassidy coming out to fight Jericho.
1: And you know what? That's fun. Orange Cassidy coming out to whip Jericho's ass after being on commentary, talking shit all night. That's fun. But it's not fun. And it's it's kind of, you know, it's kind of diluted when you disrespect a pay-per-view quality match. Where both people probably have months, if not years, taken off their careers. That doesn't even get five uninterrupted minutes to begin with. And that's where I have a problem. Because, again, it comes back to that goddamn eight-man tag match.
0: (laughs) Quit blaming everything on that.
1: (laughs) I don't blame the wrestlers. I blame the booking. (laughs) If you eliminate that eight-man tag match or just stick it on dark, you have more time. You get a promo for what should rightly be a historic women's title match. You get more time to book something that's not a complete piece of shit for the swole Britt Baker angle. And most importantly to me, you get time to actually allow this match to play out between Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara.
0: I'm just, like, upset because they're out there putting their bodies on the line for this match, and it immediately cuts away to fucking Orange and Jericho. And I just, I mean, it's fun, but I don't think it was absolutely necessary. It was not. And I just, I don't know, I just feel like it's rude to have them put on this terrifying match.
1: You could have saved... And then immediately
0: cut away like it didn't matter.
1: You could have saved Orange, Cassidy, and Jericho for next week. You could have saved this interaction for next week. And so many things that are more important than a throwaway match on television with, you know, eight people in it could have gotten more time. And that's what I get. I don't have anything against any of those people in that match. I like them all. I have an issue with the booking, the prioritization, especially considering you have your biggest pay-per-view of the year coming up.
0: Yeah. Well, that was the show.
1: That was the show. That was our but show. I just want to
0: say, I feel like there was a lot of bitching during the show. We did a lot of bitching.
1: That's what we do. Because
0: like the the problems, it's so sad to me because there was so much great shit. But then when there's bad shit, it overshadows it. But I just want to say, I fucking love AEW. I love AEW I'm too. I'm a massive AEW fan. I love you. But fix your goddamn women's division stat.
1: Here's the thing. But I love you. I can't grade AEW on a fucking curve. You know, WWE for years and years have just made the standard so fucking low. And I just can't apply that standard to AEW because they've shown they can knock it out of the park week after week.
0: Yeah, so when they fuck up, it's a real fuck up. When WWE does dumb shit, it's like, well, yeah, that's WWE. It's dumb. What
1: do you want? You got a sundowning old fucking racist <laughs> running the company.
0: Yeah, it's bad. So, and then whenever you watch wrestling shows where they recap, they always grade WWE on the curve. They've that's because they
1: all want jobs.
0: They're always like, well, I didn't want to poke my own eyes out, so I'll give it an A.
1: I didn't want to Fucking kill myself.
0: (laughs) So it gets an A.
1: Give it an up.
0: (laughs) For real. Like it gets great on such a curve. And like AEW is so good that when they mess up, I feel like I know they can do better. So I'm mad about it. So fix it.
1: Fix your shit.
0: Fix the women's division. Good Lord. Come on.
1: And I think that was the uh, maiden voyage of correct opinions on wrestling. The end. We'll be back with more correct opinions on wrestling.
0: Subscribe.
1: Hit that like button or whatever the button it is.
0: (laughs) Do all the things.
1: Do all the things. And uh, we'll be seeing you real soon.
0: Bye. Bye Bye-bye.